Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the first episode of Life Story with Noah Chrysler. On this podcast, I basically sit down with people that I think either have had a really influential impact on my life or just people that I think might have really cool life stories. Basically, I wanted to do this because, you know, this is the first episode, so why am I doing this and what do I think I want to want to come out of this? This show, it's not really about um, finding the right idea and making sure it's ab the absolute perfect idea. Um, it's more about, like, what is worth it to me to put in the time, right? And one thing, you know, what is something that I will enjoy doing 10 years from now? And I think one thing that I will enjoy doing 10 years from now is talking to the people around me, learning more about them, and hearing their stories. Because I understand people better when I hear their stories. So the goal of this show is for me to understand the stories of the people around me so that I have a better idea of who they are. And then on that journey, I also think that this is valuable because once you understand the decisions that led to a person, um, you can either decide to make those same decisions yourself or you know which decisions to avoid if you don't like the decisions that they made. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, my friends have told me decisions that they made that I think are bad. But it is, you know, that is how we learn. You know, we can learn by listening to people who have done life <laughs> and we can hear the decisions they made and then choose to either do those decisions or to not make those decisions. And I think that that's hugely valuable and hugely powerful. Um, that is the goal of this show is to gain wisdom by understanding the other decisions that people have made that have led to them becoming the people that they are. So this conversation was with Andrew Atheist. I love Andrew Atheist. I met him in 8-Beat Measure when I was in college at RIT. Andrew is a marketing genius. He's a social media genius. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I wish I could pull out of Andrew's brain and stick into my own brain. He's great. You know, I love social media. I love marketing. But Andrew is, I think, I, I think it's safe to say he's better at it than I am by far. <laughs> we talk a lot about um, his track records and how he kind of pushes himself to constantly improve as an athlete. We talk about some of the marketing tactics he used to market our acapella group way back when he first joined. We talk about the things that we've done together. Um, we made a music video together. He, he paid for me to come to New York City and make a music video with him. And then we also talk a lot about um, just social media. I love Andrew. We also talk about the future. We talk about what my plans are for the future and how I basically one day want to hire Andrew. I just think it's a really powerful conversation with a lot of cool things that you could take away from it. And uh, I hope you enjoy it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. Summarize what you do on social media. Uh, so I do, I do a lot on social. Some would say I do too much. <laughs> uh, so right now, I currently have, in my opinion, one of the coolest jobs ever. And it is I run social media for a company here in Philadelphia called Sylvie. Uh, they are a concrete company that also does salt and they do, they mine rocks, they mine sand. Uh, when it snows, they plow all of New Jersey and Philadelphia. And they were like, Hey, what we do is very important. We build pretty much all of Philadelphia. Can you come and run our social media? Cause we see that you make Reese's entertaining. Can you make concrete entertaining? I said, yes. Cause I need a job. Um, but on top of that, I run my own little social media influencer project as the Reese's guy. And that has kind of just blown up uh, by accident on purpose, by accident. By accident. <laughs> by accident on purpose. By daily posts. 
<laughs> by accident. Uh, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, if for people who listen to a lot of like Gary V, it's it's pretty much like Gary V one hundred and one. Like, if you have something that you're absolutely ridiculously passionate about, uh, start something, talk about it, blog about it, podcast about it. Because the people who don't care are going to unfollow you, and the people who do care are going to follow. And you know, if you have a niche enough, you know, there's seven billion people on Earth. There's someone out there who's going to want to watch you and listen to you and see you do the things that you do. So, yeah. So, 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 hold on. So, don't, don't like, don't hop off that because I think that that's super interesting, right? And we've talked a lot about Gary Vaynerchuk, and um, you know, I think Gary has been an important influence in my life. You know, not always. Um, you know, I think I kind of grew out of some of his messaging in the past two years or so, just because it has been very similar for a long time now. No, no offense to any of Gary's followed, but like he basically, again, he, and he says it himself, he reiterates the same things over and over again. But, um, and, and that might be an error on my end. But anyway, so, so um, one of Gary's main pieces of advice is if, if, you, if you have a product or a thing that you really, really love, then, you know, make a show around that thing. And so you kind of took that strategy and, and ran with it, right? Yeah. I mean, even like, even without listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, like I didn't realize I was doing that until I listened to Gary Vaynerchuk and I was like, oh, I'm doing literally exactly what he said to do, but I was doing it on my own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can, I can dive into that. Uh, a little bit. No, that's okay. Um, I, I kind of want to structure this in a, so, so, so now we know, okay, cool. Andrew Atheist is this cool guy who makes stuff for Reese's. He's seen some success. So, so brag about your success a little bit. So like numbers wise, where are you at? And like, where are you trying to get to? Numbers wise? I mean, that's, I wish that was a success story, but it's, it's getting there. Uh, we are now at close to 30,000 followers on TikTok which is my, my new, new venture of, you know, social media platforms. Uh, I think right now we're at like close to 2000 on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, one on Facebook. Cause it's me and I don't do anything on Facebook except for like my personal Facebook with all my friends. Uh, and I think that's, that's all I use right now is, uh, and, and then YouTube, but like, that's just where I post my music videos. So right now I think there's like 70, subscribers maybe we're, we're getting there but in terms of views i mean some of your tiktoks get tens of thousands of views which i think oh is like yeah i mean tiktok has has really you know blown up a lot of my stuff but it's definitely the most successful one i think i'm at like a million views right now collectively over all of my videos and i think i think for people who have never made anything right they see they see youtube videos with like a million views and like they see you know a creator who has you know 50 you know they get a million views a day right yeah. and and they don't realize that that is this that is mount everest you know yes. like <laughs> that's you know so so the fact that you have a million total views on on tiktok is in my opinion a huge accomplishment um that should not be taken lightly. So, um, yeah. And, and I also think that, you know, one thing that I admire about you and your content is that like, you basically, like I said, at the top here, like, I feel like I am constantly like ragging on myself, even when I make something that's pretty halfway decent. Like I'm, I'm constantly like, I can't post this cause it needs to be better. So I spent, I just sit there and I fucking just, just grind away. I'm trying to make it a little bit better. Um, but I think you have this like really cool, um, you have you have your you have your finger on 
like what's fun and what's funny and what's an appropriate amount of time to work on something before releasing it. And I think that that's a skill that I want to steal from your, from your brain. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you get a knife, I'll, I'll gladly cut it out for you. <laughs> I want to, I want to latch onto it. Um, so yeah, so, so cool. So, so that's kind of what you do. Um, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're very successful for, in my opinion, you know, I mean, and the other thing to think about in my opinion also is like, I think this is the start of, of your career as an influencer. You know, you just graduated college like less than a year and a half ago. About right? 15 minutes ago, give or about take. About 15 minutes, yeah. And, you know, we're all going to live to hopefully some big old number, right? So it's like you got some years to really plug away, make some TikToks, okay? So like I think there's only up from here. I think you're going to be really huge one day. And when you are, when you're on when you got your 60 minutes interview, you know, hopefully they use a B-roll clip from this thing. Yeah. When I'm on Ellen. <laughs> yeah. When you're on Ellen, yo, is that like the goal? Is that like the mountain you're trying to climb? I don't, I, I, I don't know if Ellen's going to be even around like by next year. Like I think, she's, like, I think she's like done. Like, I, I, think, I think she's ready to like stop and like hope that someone else comes. So maybe that will be like my thing. Like maybe I'll be the new Ellen. I, I just disagree with that. <laughs> like i haven't seen the ellen show in, in years but like if she keeps plugging away she's gonna hit like oprah status one of these days and like i don't know i think, I think she's already there i mean oprah is like okay anyway <laughs> we've sidetracked um but yeah that sounds like a dope job let can i be a co i'll be the dj guy um anyway cool so 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 what let's bring it back. Right. And, and, and this might be weird, but, but let's bring it back to like early childhood memories. Um, you know, starting, starting from early Andrew atheist, what were you like as a kid? Uh, and then like all the way up through the years, right? Like that's, that's kind of how I was thinking we could do this. Is that fucking weird to do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1992. Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> It was, it was September. It was cold. There was a hurricane. Fun story. There was actually a hurricane like the week I was born and it was Hurricane Andrew. Damn. I don't know if that's actually how or why my parents came with my name, but you know, it's, it's, that's there. That happened. There you go. So it's, it's ironic because you make so much original stuff and your parents, uh, <laughs> took my name from a hurricane <laughs> at the time creating. it was the most it was the most destructive hurricane and and here i come being the most destructive person on the internet hopefully nice um what what were your parents like and and that sort of thing what are your parents like Dur during the hurricane <laughs> not during the hurricane but just as humans you know like oh like my dad's was there in the army i don't know what <laughs> yeah my none of my none of my parents were in the army uh they're they're good people they're they're i think my parents are literally a split of of me like you know you've got that fun loving caring you know kind of craziness and i think i get that both from my mom and my dad but then you have you know, at times that like seriousness, like I, if I like something, if I want to do something and I want to put my head to it, you know, I think uh, that's again, where both my parents kind of come into play. So like, I'm literally a, like my parents went to the lab, they took like their DNA and like spilled it into a bottle and, and that's, out came, out came. You don't, you don't have to explain that process. On the, on I, I was told I was a test tube. Like they, they had an oh. experiment. Is that real? That's not real. I don't, I don't know. But my dad told me that till I was 27 and I'm currently 27. So. Gotcha. Um, cool. So, so you're also 
or maybe you've just made so many jokes about this that I think I've ingrained it into my mind, but you're, 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 you're you have Jamaican roots partially or not? Is that all real yeah. or not? No, that is, that is real. My dad, okay. like he's literally of Jamaica. He's actually fun story. He's older than Jamaica. Uh, Jamaica used to be a British colony up until like the sixties. And he was born the day before the year before they became an independent country. So he's older than Jamaica, but technically he's British. Hmm. Okay. So your dad's Jamaican. Your mom is your mom Jamaican as well. What do they mean? Jamaica? Uh, no, she's she's a hundred percent Philadelphian. Gotcha. Okay. Like West Philadelphia, born and raised. Gotcha. Okay. Um. Cool. So so all right. So they they get together. You you get born. You're born in Philly. I am born in Philly. There you go. In in, in the hospital that my mom works in. Cool. Um, you also have a brother named Jared, correct? I do have a brother. He was also born in Philly, and he currently lives in the west part of this country, out in uh, Amazon land, up in Washington. And with this whole corona thing, I think he's he's been home all pretty much for the last, like, two, three months. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. Um, cool. Okay, so, so, so it's you and Jared at home. Um, Jared, I feel like is kind of like quiet, reserved and, and you are not so that way. He, he is, I think publicly, but I think like privately to all his friends, I think him and I are the same person. Really? Yeah. To, to like, I think he's very exclusive with who he is. Andrew atheist esque too. Whereas I'm just, I, I give it out for free. Like I'm Oprah. Like you get a piece of me, you get a piece of me. Everyone gets a piece of me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, that blows my mind because I, I know Jared and like, I don't know, I, I've, I, I watched him do his yo-yo stuff at the, at like juggle fest and stuff and he's the best, but, um, yeah, that's super interesting. Okay, cool. So, okay, great. So, um, if, by the way, do you not want to do this? We can just talk about, like, oh no, I, I love all of this. You love this. Okay. You, Cause if you you're really give me, you're giving me time to talk and I, I, I love talking. <laughs> like we can no but if you want to skip to like some more interesting part, okay sweet so let's jump to like let's jump to like elementary school andrew atheist what do you like in elementary school just like hell on wheels or like i i actually don't really remember because i moved uh from philadelphia to cherry hill mid elementary school so i was in catholic school which is funny because my last name is atheist uh so we were in catholic school so i think i was in like second grade and then okay. we moved to cherry hill which is like 20 minutes like across the bridge, like every Philadelphia sports athlete lives over here. Uh, and we moved to a public school that was in a predominantly Jewish neighborhood. Um, and that like elementary school is like a vague memory, like third, fourth and fifth grade. I barely remember. I think I was antisocial. Like I was okay. that new kid that just like no one knew. I had like two friends. Were you like cocky confident or like shy? No, reserved? I think, I think I was like, the shy reserved like that new kid that like no one wanted to talk to or like knew to be friends with gotcha okay i i was i think i was that as well but never kind of grew out no i'm kidding <laughs> um um okay cool so so okay so you were shy kind of the new kid in in middle school when did you i mean i think eventually you kind of grew out of that is that correct no, I'm still the shy kid that doesn't, I'm an introvert that, no. Uh, <laughs> I think it was probably like maybe middle school because that's when I started like realizing I'm athletic. I realized that like I was somewhat funny. Uh, 
people who are probably watching the the six people that are watching this who probably one of them is probably from middle school Interesting. Like, goes, you were antisocial. oh my god yeah no uh yeah i think i think middle school is when i started kind of breaking out of my shell and then by the time it was high school like i was just like who i am now yeah um you said you were you realized you were athletic and got involved with some sports and stuff like from from what I've seen from my Facebook stalking of you over the past couple of years, like you did track and stuff. What what was your first sport that you did in middle school? Uh, actually, I think my first sport was baseball, um, but I didn't play that like in school, um, just like outside and like a rec stuff. But like my first like real real sport, I think was in school was basketball in middle school, and then I also did track. Um, but then in high school, I tried out for the basketball team did not make the team because apparently a part of the game of basketball is the ball has to go in the hoop and it doesn't matter how <laughs> athletic you are if you can't put the ball in the hoop that was that was the purpose that's that's the exact part of basketball that i struggled with too yeah. i really like the running part and like the oh yeah. get the guy's way yeah i was like the most athletic guy trying out and the coach pulls me aside and he goes yeah i don't think this is your sport uh give <laughs> give indoor track a try. And I was like, indoor track? What is indoor track? I thought track was an outside thing. <laughs> and then this is high school. I'm like, we have an indoor track facility? No, we ran on like the third floor of the high school. Really? But, uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I tried out for indoor track. And by tried out, I mean like I told the coach I wanted to be on the track team and he was like, you're on. Uh, nice. you, you don't try out for track. <laughs> like, ev- it, like everyone did track in high school. So uh, how, many, how many years did you do baseball for? Uh two when i was a kid and then gotcha. didn't didn't do it again when i was in school gotcha so so was it track right after baseball no i'm sorry it was baseball then you i almost I said did basketball i did basketball in in middle school and track in middle school and then strictly track all high school gotcha okay cool what do you think that um you know close group of friends through track or oh know? yeah for sure track tracks like you know I don't want to say it's like joining the army, but like in terms of like the number of people that you're going to be, you know, going through pain with, it, you know, it's very similar to like an army style setup, right? Cause there's hundreds of you and all you're doing all day is just running, 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 occasionally jumping and playing in some sand and then running, running, running. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's the sport that is the punishment of every other sport. Yeah. Um, Cool. So, so that group of friends is that now you're in the army, you're getting these workouts, probably intense, crazy workouts, uh, you know, in the army of track, um, for people who are just coming in. Um, uh, how, how big is that group of friends? Is that two people? Is that like, no, I mean, track, I mean, like I still have friends today that like, I still talk to from, you know, the track team, even, even so like I have enough school records where like I go back to the high school every now and then, you know, I'm one of those dudes that still goes back to their high school and, you know, people like they'll see me with the coach and be like, Oh my God, are you Andrew Atheist? I was yes. like, y- yes, but which like, it's, it's almost like, why am I Andrew Atheist to you? Cause like to some people I'm Andrew Atheist because of like this whole Reese's thing. And then to other people I'm Andrew Atheist cause of the whole track thing. And then to other people I'm Andrew Atheist cause of the whole acapella thing. Yeah. And then there's a small unfortunate group of people that know me as Andrew Rathius for all the above. And they're like, I can't, they can't get rid of me. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. All right. Um, Okay. Am I, am I missing any? So, 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 so shy kid in middle school, just finds sports athletics kind of opens up, makes a bigger friend group. 
um, some people to kind of like be weird with, loud, goofy. Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. What what am what am I missing here? Like what what aspects of? Uh... Uh, I mean, it really wasn't until I guess college that I became the person I think that you know me as which is, you know, the Reese's loving, again, like, I, don't, I think I said this, like, when we tried to do this and failed uh, at the other attempt at this live, but there's people who know me know that I only love three things. There's three things I love. It is Reese's, Iron Man, and myself. Like, those are the, my three favorite things in the entire world. Uh, you know, some, some would call it cocky, but I would call it that I'm my biggest cheerleader because in this world, everyone tries to bring you down, and if you're not your own biggest fan, you know, you're already losing the game. Uh, but yeah, you know, it wasn't really until college that I think I, I met people at RIT that brought out the nerdiest in me, but also, you know, exploited my obsession with Reese's because people who lived with me, and again, I don't know, I think Lanos is probably watching this, but, uh, you know, people who lived with me would be able to go into my fridge and would see Reese's cups just like in the fridge like in the freezer, in the fridge, probably in my room, probably in the living room. Like I had Reese's like everywhere that was available. There you go. You were developing a brand, a personal I, brand. Yeah. Uh, at the time. Yeah. You're without without realizing it or, you know, harboring an addiction, you know, either. <laughs> <laughs> I had a problem that I didn't tell anyone. Um, okay. So, so before we get there though, because I, I know that stuff, you know, mostly, and I, and I'm, I'm more curious about like high school stuff. So like academically, like your grades, were you a great student? Like, Dude, I don't even remember. Like I like I think I was a good student, but apparently I guess I wasn't. I don't know. Like I think I tried to like get recruited for a couple of schools. I think U Penn, the Ivy League school was one of them and they were like, "Yeah, we like you athletically, but like academically you're not like Ivy League material." And I'm like, "Okay." I wasn't like trying to be Ivy League material. Like I wasn't someone who got like 4.0s every year. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, A's, B's. I don't, I, I literally don't remember my high school grades. No, that's, I mean, I'm not trying to grill you on your high school grades. No, really. I, I, I got I, fucking C's and B's and I don't know. So I probably, I probably got F's and didn't even realize it. <laughs> um, but okay. So, so you were trying to get into, you're trying to go for track, getting into Ivy League schools towards the end of high school. Yeah, I wasn't really trying to get it. It's just that I was good enough where you know school started contacting me and then that's when I realized like oh I guess I am good like I thought I was pretty good like in the state but I didn't realize I was you know on that level where schools were trying to bring me in cool um, but you know it wasn't like I was trying to go to school for track it was just like that's what I saw in high school as a great way to get into the door yeah right like I wasn't trying to be an Olympian because um, I just wasn't at that level but, you know, I saw it, well, if there's, there's a back door to get in somewhere, you know, track, track was definitely my back door entrance in. Okay. Back door entrance into school or into the Olympics? Into school. Yeah, no, definitely not, not the Olympics. Because you've, you've mentioned to me a couple times that, that one of your goals is to one day hope, like, may potentially work for the Olympics and, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone, you know, who loves Olympic sports and loves track, you know, loves to potentially be an Olympian someday. Um, I'm not saying that that's still not a possibility. Like there's a bunch of winter sports that I think I could probably, you know, start training if I find the time and energy and finances for it. Hell yeah. Um, but I, I would have to like drop everything and I'm not sure if I'm ready for that kind of thing. You'd have to drop, you'd have to stop eating Reese's peanut butter. Yeah. I would, I would, I, eh, maybe I, like, I think, I think Reese's is actually like one of the sponsors for, or they've been a sponsor for really? like 
uh, I think that would actually be a benefit because like they've go. made Reese's commercials, like okay. like Lindsey Vaughn and like Tiger Woods and Michael Phelps and all of them. I think they've had like Reese's commercials. Cool. Um, okay, that's super interesting though. I I and you say you say it like you know like everybody wants to one day make it to the Olympics. I don't think I don't think everyone. I think I think everyone has like some crazy dream that or some goal that is absolutely ridiculous that they want to do, but like they're either a scared to you know take that first step into it or b they think it's so ridiculously outrageous that they they don't even see worth trying yeah and that's just a human thing no that's that is definitely i mean i definitely i definitely agree with that um but that's i mean i think it's super interesting that i i think that that's unique to you and not everybody has that you know i definitely i don't want to see my ass in olympic (laughs) tights any day of the week you know like i (laughs) i am i'm terribly unathletic about coordinated but um so that, i think that's super interesting so so cool i bet that kind of teaches you a little bit you know when you're um when you're doing track so so yeah you have records you have you hold records at your high school for your track events which which events did you run i am i am still the school record holder for the long jump i think i jumped like over 24 feet 24 feet 7 inches or something something of that nature uh and then that's like really far isn't it yeah yeah it's it's up there i was number one in the state uh in high school um and like top 10 in the country what are like uh, what are like some insider tips and by the way i you throw, that away. Tips. You throw that away like it's i don't you like it's halfway between like cocky but like you know like, you know I mean, for for like my like my years in high school like new jersey was like the number one track school okay so like it was it was an accomplishment at the time, but like now, like kids are jumping like farther than I would ever dream in high school, right? Um, so, but I mean, that's that's how like track and athleticism works. Like you know, once you do it, other people start to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was I was pretty much a jumper, uh, which is I think the more fun side of track and field. Uh, so I was long jumper. That's why I had the school record in. Um, and then I'm the number one spot also for high jump. I jumped six feet, nine inches, uh, which again is high for someone who's only five foot nine, five foot 10, uh, like myself. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I was considered one of the best jumpers in my high school's history. I was actually just inducted into the hall of fame, like a couple months ago and a huge honor. Um, again, I'm one of those people that cares about, you know, my accomplishments in high school, uh, I mean, hold on a minute. You like that's, you know, look, that's an accomplishment. I feel like you have like an okay thing to be proud about. Like, you know, you're still yeah. on the wall. You just got inducted to a Hall of Fame. Like, come on, that's pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, but I, again, I know there are people who like are on the track team who like have broken records and have done crazy things in high school who like could care less, mm-hmm. like what they did. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I love my accomplishments. I, I think that they're a sentiment of who I am as a person and yeah. not a lot of people can say that they are the best at what they did in high school. And I'm hoping that eventually someday someone breaks my record. I keep going back to the school every now and then for practice if I can catch them. Cause my high school is literally like right outside this window. Really? Oh, that's yeah. Like, cool. like if, if, if we were doing this in the daytime, like I could literally open my window and you could see the track. Um, which again is probably why I was so good at track. Cause like even after practice, I would stay at practice and like go out on the weekends. Cause like it's my backyard. Uh, wow. wow. That's, that's nuts. So like you would stay, 
after practice, do some laps, that sort of thing, or like do some laps, do extra jumps, get some practice in on my own, like have my own like alone time, like cool. you know, making doing track and field stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, so I was on the track team in middle school for like a hot minute, and then I did cross country for like another minute. It was really bad. I was like, I was, it was rough. Um, but like, it's it's not easy, and uh, I don't know. No, so like, it's not. Like, and anyone who does track, like, it's it's like my my hats off to you because like all you're doing is making yourself hurt on purpose, and you you hate every minute of it, but then you start to see the gains of it, and you just yeah. start you know appreciating it a lot more. Yeah. Do you think you've, what, what aspects of that do you think you've kind of like, you know, followed you after that? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a thing where like, as a human being, like if something's hard, like that's the first step of you being good at that thing. And, you know, track and field really taught me where it sucks, but if you keep doing something that hurts you long enough and you learn to ignore that pain, you start appreciating it and you start working harder because it starts feeling good and you know, you start becoming better at it. And I think that's with everything like programming, reading, riding a bicycle, like studying. I mean, anything that human beings, you know, aren't naturally supposed to be doing other than like eating and napping. Uh, like I think once you start doing something and you're crazy enough to keep going at it, uh, that's, that's how you become successful at it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense that um, cool. Uh, so, so, okay. So you're in high school, you're on the track team. You've got a nice close group of friends there. You live next to the school, right? So is, is Andrew's house the place for hanging out after school or not? No, like, it's not. Like I didn't, I didn't, like, I wasn't that kid that like had friends that came over. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't either. Don't worry. I, I spent a lot of time. Well, I, I went, I went over to my buddy's, my neighbor's house, but anyway, um, cool. Okay. Um, when did Andrew atheists discover a social media obsession? Uh, actually like once I joined a beat measure, our, our little acapella alma mater, mm -hmm. uh, when I was in the group, I didn't have Twitter. I think I only had Facebook. Um, I didn't have Instagram cause I thought it was dumb. People only posted <laughs> pictures of their food. Uh, but once I, once I joined the group and saw like how much we were impacting on social media, I think we were the only acapella group at the time that was really using social media as like our main way of marketing as a college group, which was like big at the time. Uh, I think that's when I decided to, you know, kind of take the lead as running the social media because I, I wanted to have my own thing to do in the group other than just singing. And this was something that was on the side that we needed help with. And I was like, I'll do it. I'll try it. I'll give it a, I'll give it a hand. And that just opened up a whole addiction because once, once I kind of got the power of like being the voice and the face of the group, like I made it like almost my job to like, you know, dominate it. Yeah. So, so yeah, so let's, let's get there. So, so, um, so from, from school, you eventually chose RIT. Any, any particular reason why you chose RIT? Uh, my dad was paying for the tuition and he went to RIT. Okay. So he basically told you, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a full ride if you go to RIT. Uh, pretty much. He, it wasn't even that it was like, you're going to RIT and uh, that's, that's, that's it. I was like, Oh, okay. There you go. Gotcha. Okay. Um, sweet. And then, so you, you get to RIT and, and what was your major coming in? Uh, I originally did computer science cause that's what my dad studied when he was at RIT and I knew nothing of computer science. So that was, that was a smart choice on my end. 
um in in high school did you do like now you say nothing nothing not a thing like literally i think a week before i started school i was googling like what is computer science (laughs) (laughs) wow okay um that's a lot so so that what is what is what is the experience like of sitting in an intro to computer science class? And there really isn't. I mean, you know, I've done programming classes, and it's literally like, great. Half the people in the room already know it, and they're just yeah. taking it's like a refresher. Yeah, it's it's like it's like being in a uh, a English class without have ever spoken English a day in your life. Like yeah. you like you just immigrated from another country where English is not a, a dominant language. And you're like, I'm going to be an English major. And I decided that right now as I came to America and, and being in your first English speaking class, you're like, ah, this was a bad idea. This, <laughs> this, this was the worst thing I could have done. I could have done literally anything else. Uh, but I was told that English is going to be the best language to know. And if I know it, then doors will open for me. And that's, that's, that's the way that I should, should go about life is making those kind of decisions. And I struggled. Uh, I, I struggled. I failed. I think I took every computer science class at RIT twice, some three times. My father wasn't very happy about that. But uh, and I, I don't know why I was even allowed to continue doing that at RIT. Like, my advisors were just like, yeah, try it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's see it again, man. That was fun the first time, wasn't it? Let's, let's re- recap, rewind this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but, I think, yeah. you know, I think um, – I think that that is definitely, I don't know. I, I, I talk to people who I've talked to people. I struggled in school a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like I, and I wasn't even, I wasn't in, I was in classes that like I shouldn't have been struggling with that. I was struggling with mostly because I was doing so many other different things. But um, you know, I, I think that like that experience is one of the worst experiences that you can go through right because you know you know like this is really expensive right yeah um and i you know that you're gonna have to like repay it in the future and you know you're kind of like screwing yourself right and then like when if you don't even get the credit for it it's like cool like you know you're you're self-aware enough to know that you're fucking up so bad but all that does is make the anxiety worse and make like getting out of that hole like that that's even harder um and uh, yeah, so I, yeah. I totally feel for you in that, in that situation. And you also, you also think that, you know, this is, this is like the end of the line. Like if you're bad in college, like you're not going to succeed at anything in life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause people like, build that up. People build it up. They're like, you know, like, you know, the point of middle school is to get, you know, to take the advanced classes in high school and the point of the advanced classes in high school is to look really good on your college resume. And the point yeah. of the college resume is to get into a great college with a great program. Uh, where you can ace all the classes, get a good job, and then you're set for life. Exactly. And and then no one tells you that once you get out of college, you're you're kind of just like thrown to the wolves, and you're like, good, good luck, go figure <laughs> out life. We didn't teach you anything about life, <laughs> but you've got a 3.0 or a 2.0, or in my case, my GPA was like gas prices. <laughs> 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 like really good gas like my gpa was a really good gas price <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that um cool that i mean hey that paints a solid picture so okay and so in my opinion if i have if i'm going through that and dealing with that situation i'm looking for an out right to be a human during that time and it, and yep. it did that come in the form of like eight beat 
yeah, I mean, when when I first went to college, like track and school was kind of my two like things. Okay. Um, but before that, you know, I was in an acapella group in high school, my senior in high school, because I was doing that like senior bucket list where it was like, oh, I'm just do everything I wanted to do. Um, fell in love with acapella. And hold on, hold on. What you made a senior bucket list? Your senior year? Of- it was. It wasn't like a senior bucket list. Like it was like a senior, like senior year. I was like, oh, I've never been in a musical. Let me go try out for the musical. Oh, that's um, sick. What by, part of the musical were you? So this is actually like slightly racist. Um, so I went to a, oh. I, No, it wasn't hairspray. It was worse. Uh, <laughs> it was. I was the only kid auditioning for the fall. It wasn't a musical. It was a fall fall play, and the I was the only black kid. Like I didn't know what. The, the play was going to be i said whatever it is i'm going to audition and i'm going to try to get a part even if it's like a a side small part or just like a goat or something i don't know i don't care yeah so i i show up to the first day of auditions to see what the the play is and it's to kill a mockingbird <laughs> and for those of you who don't know what to kill a mockingbird is it's essentially a very old racist book about a black guy going to jail for being accused of killing this white <laughs> dude, even though he didn't do it. There's yeah, like, and there's I mean, one black guy in the whole book. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the only black guy auditioning. So it made me wonder, I was like, what would happen if I didn't audition? <laughs> like they needed me. Yeah, what are they gonna do without I you? I don't guys? I don't know. And and you know, fortunately I did and I, I hate to say that I auditioned because I think I just showed up on stage and they were like, You have the part. Like you don't have to like, read the script, like you you wanna be in this you're in this. We'll have a guy with cue cards in the back of the auditorium if we have to, just like you're yeah. you're it. Yeah, they were like, Yeah, they're like, Yeah, you you got the part. Like usually we wait a week to to tell people if they've got the role or not, but no, you you have this. This is your part. Jesus. Um okay, so you, you joined a musical. Um, also that book isn't, I mean, the point of the book is like, oh, it's like progressive, you know, like, yeah, but the plot is, it's, it's very it's, racist. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I'm almost curious why the, the, the theater director was like, yeah, let's go with this one. That's the one. This is, this is a predominantly Jewish high school. Do you know what I think that is? I think that it's like some, sometimes it's like, you know, we've had, we've had three funny shows in a row and I think now it's time for a meaningful one. And it's like, nobody wants to see a bunch of high schoolers that know nothing about the world and society, like, like play out a a show with themes that they really don't understand the nuances (laughs) of yet. You know, like, it's like, why are these freaking six, like 16, 18, 17 year olds preaching at us right now? Yeah. 40 year old dad that, that you know I, I don't know anyway apparently we were good apparently we we won like a bunch of state awards for like one of the best like theater programs in in the state so apparently we were doing something right but anywho yeah. yeah did that did that in high school and then I was in an acapella group in high school uh so that transformed me into doing acapella in college actually Rick Thomas the 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 old member of you know eight beat like found me in high school I don't know how he found me in high school he was like hey man you should like join AP at RIT. And I was like, how did you know I was going to RIT? I was like, oh, I didn't know. I just suggested you should apply. And I was like, well, I already applied. I'm, I already got in and I'll be there in like a month. <laughs> so, so yeah, he uh, scouted you. I remember this story. He scouted you out before. Yeah, you I, I have, I have no idea how he found me or, you know, my group, but he found me. And, you know, now that was when I, you know, came to RIT and I was like, I'm going to try out for this group called AP measure. I thought they were the only group on campus and I showed up to auditions at the time I didn't realize that all the acapella groups on campus auditioned together 
at the same time. And I walked through the door and I was like, hey, is this the uh, the A-Feet audition? And A-Feet were like, this is, this is what A-Feet has done pretty much my entire career of A-Feet. This is just like, ah, oh, Andrew. Like that, <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the first day to the last day of me and A-Feet. It's just like, Andrew. That's pretty much what my experience was too. Yeah. But then everyone, <laughs> everyone else in the acapella community was like, no, this is the – this is the full acapella thing. I was like, oh, can I just come for the AP part? Like, no, you have to audition for everything. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. There but, you go. Yeah. And so you auditioned. What, what was your audition song? Oh, God. Uh, mine was uh, Some Nights by Fun. I think mine's was, it's Which not, it's not, am, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Boys to Men, but I keep saying it's oh. Boys to Men. It's, it's that song where it's like, and if I ever fall in love again. I don't, I don't know who sings it. Going. No, I'm not. I was going to ask you to do it. And then... I, just, I just drank a half a thing of like cream soda. So <laughs> that's going to turn into a burping contest eventually. Yeah, I just drank some LaCroix. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Um, I'll do it right into the microphone. A little ASMR style. Um, Okay, so you're you've auditioned for AP and and they they all immediately love you. Oh my God, Andrew Atheist, get on in here. Pretty it's, much, that that's that's from what I was told. That's that's exactly how that happened. The when you joined the group. So when I joined the group, eight beat was basically a um, the only like R and B. Um, I'm sorry, my lights my lights are set to to turn really bright before eleven o'clock. Uh, so. <laughs> So, so my, my, my vibe is good. Is it supposed to be like a wake up thing? It's like, wake up, Noah. No, it's more like, hey, it's time to wind down and go to bed. So we're going to turn the, we're gonna the bulbs to a soft yellow instead of a harsh white light, you know? So less productivity, more. We're like, okay, time for sleeping. Um, and I always go to bed at like 2 a.m. So it's, it's always like, oh, lights turn back on. Um, anyway, this is not uh, relevant. Um, so. When you were in the group. You're, you're, when I joined the group, it was basically a R&B, um, like, it was the only R&B rap group in the nation, right? Pretty <laughs> um, much, I think. Was it, like, was it like that when you got there? Because from what I've seen, I don't think it was. No, we were, <laughs> 8-Beat was supposed to be the original bad boys of acapella, and I think we, we were. Uh, but I think slowly but surely we decided to move away from the bad boy thing and try to become more into the, I'm going to seduce you with my voice. Yeah. Which is, which in my opinion is a harder vibe to, 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 to conquer because that comes off as really weird. You know, I don't know. I just, I think part of, I think part of my struggle with, with, with the group you know, because I, I, I don't know, I feel like I didn't ever really nail that because I'm all, I was doofy when I started and I'm still pretty doofy. You still are. Like, <laughs> you say that like, yeah, I was doofy then. I'm not doofy. <laughs> I've grown. Um, so, yeah, I definitely struggled with, with that vibe. But, um, okay, so, but, so at the beginning you were bad boys. So, so, yeah. And I think 8-Beat, because I was in the group and I know some of the history and all that, um, you know, d- tell me about what that group kind of meant to you and like what that was like being in a group like that um, when you first kind of start college or what year of college was that for you? That was freshman year, 2011. It was freshman year. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah. So what is that group? Week. Uh, so I mean, 8-Beat is probably the closest thing I have to like best friends. I mean, to, to this day, anyone that I've ever been involved with in 8-Beat is considered like an extension of my family as far as I'm concerned. 
Um, I would literally go through the trenches and hell and back with anyone that has ever worn, you know, been part of AP Measure. Um, even guys that like I wasn't even singing with. I mean, that's just how tight knit we are as a family. Where like guys that were part of different generations were still still close with. Every wedding I've ever been to, other than like my family, has been an eight beat wedding. Like I even flew back. Like I was in Israel for like three weeks and flew back directly into a wedding for one of our AP guys, Ro, Rohit. I don't think you were in the group with Rohit. I wasn't. I know Ro, though. He's a yeah. good guy. Um, yeah, I, I literally, like, the day of his wedding, like, I literally flew from Israel to somewhere in New Jersey for his wedding. Um, cool. You flew from – why were you in Israel? Uh, that's a good question. I think I was there with my dad. I think he was doing a business trip, and I think he was like, do you want to come to Israel with me? I was like, who would say no to – that question so i think i think he was trying to introduce me to like some some business and tech people over there but he was going on a business trip i had you know a whole summer off and he was like come with me to israel and i was like i'm going with you to israel and we went to israel cool um so 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 you are um you are struggling in classes and you are in a beat measure um and so what are some of the things that you would do with ap other than so how many times would a week would you guys rehearse um back in the early days and i think i think we're only doing it like two or three times a day we used to do it on sunday which was like the worst day because we would have like either a party on saturday or like some kind of like get together and then sunday morning everyone's groggy like and then we're also not in the mood to sing because we're all trying to focus on like fantasy football and football and <laughs> school and life and Sunday is supposed to be like a chill day but we're up at like eight o'clock in the morning practicing um but we got rid of that uh but yeah I don't know we we would only do it like two or three times a week and then when we were trying to like compete I think we would bump it up to like five or six days a week just to kind of you know be in competitive mode if we were trying to do a competition yeah I think I think one of my favorite things um, hearing hearing stories of of the from you mostly of like you know like back in the day like uh, you back guys in my day. back in the old times um, you guys seem like a really like close group of friends that um, like I always hear these hor- like stories that of of what of horrible things that you guys would do to each other and then like also like horrible things that you would do to rival groups and we weren't uh, horrible we were a bunch of college immature college kids i heard a story uh where like you would basically destroy other other uh like rival you would go to parties at other colleges for other groups and you would like destroy the bathroom that was before i was in the group that was way before i was in the group okay like we were were a little more mellow then when i was in the group than they used to be there was like there was like a big rivalry at rit for agapella i don't think it is anymore i think they're all best friends now but you know which is how it should be by the way which is how it should be We 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 all should be friends singing about butterflies and rainbows (laughs) Um, but I think, I think like a bunch of guys just really didn't like each other and, you know, beef, beef. It's like, it's like every, like, you know, you've seen pitch perfect and like stomp the yard and, Mm -hmm. you know, drumline. They all like every group or club has like their own little in school rivalry. Like the movie makes it look cool, but then like you go to school and you realize like, Oh, that group sings better than us. We're going to hate them. (laughs) Like this is not as cool as the movies made it seem. We're, We're very immature. We're very stupid. Yeah. 
could you potentially share a story from those early days in the group? Like one, one thing that I remember is cars. Um, and I, I wasn't here for this, but like, I would hear, I would hear all the AP guys are watching this. Yeah, they probably are. They're all like, guys, no, stop talking about this. Is that what they're saying? No. Are you in the Discord? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> they honestly they probably wouldn't say it's, that. It's only it's only from from what I can see, it's only Paduano and Lenos. Yeah. Um I I've I always hear this story about Dave Cars eating entire packages of bologna like in one sitting. I don't know this story. <laughs> what? Oh, I heard that all the time, just like bologna and ketchup. If anybody knows I have no I know nothing of this story. I know I a bunch of great story. stories about cars. Okay. Just give me fire a story that you think is reflective of some of your warmer moments in early age. My warmer moments? Or uh, maybe just a funny, I don't know. You got a really I mean, banger funny story? Well, actually, so funny story. I actually had a, a secret social media blog that I ran and no one knew that it was me. And it kind of helped A-Beat kind of become, like that was my first, like before I was the Reese's guy, I was like this acapella hidden entity. So for those of you who are old enough, Tumblr was a blog that people used to have. And I think I still have mine. And I used to have this Tumblr account called what should acapella call me.tumblr.com. I think it's still live. Um, I don't think Tumblr kicked it off yet, but uh, I would you don't post, post to that anymore. Honestly, you no. were posting that to when I was in the group, you were posting that. Yeah. Long. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, I think I would post like gifs about, you know, what it's like to be in an acapella group, like very oddly specific gifs. I started it as a way to kind of talk about what was happening in eight feet. Like it was going to be a way for like us to kind of go back after practice and be like, Oh, we're doing, we're, you know, this is what happened at practice. And this is the GIF that, you know, signifies what happened. Uh, and I don't know, I was pretty good at it. And then other acapella groups started finding it and they're like, wait, this happens in our group. And then, you know, it gained like, I think 10,000 followers on Tumblr at one point, which is big in like Tumblr numbers. And I think that's big in any numbers. I don't know. Sure, I guess. But like, you know, people started following this and we actually started going to like acapella conferences. So like we went to one in Boston, I think we went to one in North Carolina and I saw this group of girls who were like talking about something from Tumblr in the acapella sense. And I went over, I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's uh, that's my website. And they're like, you're the guy who runs what me.tumblr.com. And like all the guys at 8Beat were just like, oh, Andrew. <laughs> oh, like, why is he famous? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and then they were like, oh my God, did you jump 24 feet? In, in no, no. They were like, you, <laughs> I think someone called me an acapella god. And then again, someone <laughs> was like, please do not call him an acapella god <laughs> like that's going to get into his head and he's <laughs> going to use that and say that everywhere he goes uh, but yeah so i kind of became like known as this acapella guy in this acapella community that ran this very popular acapella blog cool sweet yeah so so um in addition to the Tumblr stuff, you were also kind of in charge of AP social media. And you mentioned yep. that's kind of how you got um, your social media start. So like, do you remember some of the early strategies and stuff that you would use on those platforms to grow? So people don't realize this, but like social media has evolved a lot. So like I took control of the AP account in 2012 and we just had Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and YouTube. Like those are the only four things that like people could use, right? TikTok wasn't around yet. Um, 
Snapchat wasn't around yet. Uh, Instagram and Twitter only didn't have videos yet. So like you only do pictures on Instagram. So it would be like on Twitter, we'd be like eight o'clock, we're sleeping, four o'clock, we're in class, eight o'clock, we're singing. Uh, and then on Instagram, it would like we'd post like, you know, a practice or two. But, you know, we were very limited, you know, with what we could do. And then Vine comes out with like six seconds of video, which at the time was like a lot. Like, you know, now we have like, you know, you can do like an hour Facebook live video, but you know, six seconds seems a lot. We didn't do anything with that, but Snapchat then. I got so uh, excited. I was like, oh my God, there's an eight beat Vine no, account from no, back in the day. There's no eight beat Vine account. Like, <laughs> you could have made one, but uh, yeah, like I, I kind of started using social media kind of like experimentally with the group, right? So like we even, we like, and no one knows this. And I, this is probably the first time I'm ever saying this publicly. But on the record. <laughs> on the record. Um, and I'm actually supposed to teach a social media class about this for acapella. But we, I think, were the first group to use Tinder as a marketing campaign as an acapella group. <laughs> so, and again, this, this is like, this is Noah, just like Andrew. <laughs> uh, so. No, I just like, I just, Jesus. It's like, you know, like. I don't know. I mean, back in the day, like back, back when the, in the early days of Tinder, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a, that, that probably will, would blow you up, you know? Yeah. Cause you know, what I told the guys in the group and like, they didn't believe me only like two or three guys in the group did this, but like in, in our bio, because we're all trying to match with someone within like a two to three to four or five mile radius. So that's pretty much Rochester. Yeah. And and if I there's 20 them, guys with the bio line. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I told them on your personal Tinder account, put in your bio that you're in AP measure. We all had pictures of us in, in the group. Cause like we all had concert pictures. So who's not going to swipe you if you're singing. Right. So if you put in your bio that you were in an acapella group at RIT in AP measure, there's a picture of you singing, you get yeah. matched. Right. And then once you get matched, they're probably going to ask you about like singing and stuff and you can do boom, throw in a link from Spotify or you know, one of our other links tell them you're the soloist because like who knows what you sound like Especially for me i had enough solos where i could be like oh no this is definitely me like yeah usher me uh usher me uh, we only did like anytime we did a black song it was me as a soloist uh, <laughs> but like i told them i was like and then you know send them the link and at that time like we were starting to see like our spotify and our soundcloud like really start to explode because most of the guys in the group were doing what I was saying, throwing, you know, links into Tinder and people were matching and listening to like 30 seconds. <laughs> I think we were the only acapella group to like have a Tinder campaign. Oh my God. I love that so much. Oh, I love that so much. And you know, the thing is, is that like that, that's probably so, so for those of you who don't know, my degree is in digital marketing. Um, it's called new media marketing. And, and like, that's probably a hugely effective campaign because like, number one, it's free, right? Like that's free. Number two, it's like extremely personal, right? It's like, you know, um, it, it's a very like, you know, if something like a Facebook ad, right, you can scroll by that as fast as 90 miles an hour, right? But, yep. but hey, if someone that you are like, and, and by the way, early Tinder days, like, that was like some of the first like mainstream online dating. So people would like actually take it pretty seriously um, and like invest some time. Like you could, I remember like people um, would say like, you know, on early Tinder, you could write, Hey, and like, that was, that was, that was perfectly great. That was, that was your pickup line. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that's what people would do. I mean, I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I was, I was in, I was like 16. Um, I think, I don't know what year Tinder came out. Um, I think 2012, 2013. Yeah. So I was 16. Um, 
which you know i mean I, whatever um so so uh but so i bet it's hugely effective you know because it's like you know you're getting this personalized message you're getting it multiple times as you swipe through different people oh he's an eight beat oh hey he's got the same pictures i think that that's like so funny and and uh I love that. I, I really, really love that. It makes me want to like, you know, try to recreate that. Redownload Tinder and be going, yeah, I was in acapella group 10 years ago. <laughs> Go follow us on Spotify. Did you, did you have a solo in AP? I didn't. I had one. I was, uh, I was the backup soloist for another Irish drinking song. The one that Oh we yeah. We never, we never shit. recorded that. <laughs> yeah. We would never, ever record that. I don't know. I, uh, I did not have a solo. Um, not for lack of trying, but anyway, cool. Um, sweet. So you're doing Tinder campaigns, you're doing social media campaigns. Also, Andrew, it is almost, it's 11 o'clock. Um, so we've been going, how long, when did we start? We probably started around 10, so it's only been an hour or so. I think we tried to start at nine, but then we failed. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it's rough. Um, how are you feeling right now? I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. We can do this until three, four o'clock in the morning. I never yeah. see well, I just, you know, once we go to the, once we get through this little last portion here, then I, I want to just ask. <laughs> then we get to the good stuff. <laughs> then we get to the, get the, oh, that's when we uncover the traumas. No. <laughs> um, so you're, you're in AP, you're doing social media marketing for them. See, so yeah, I told you my lights would go off. Um, and you are basically um, doing different types of creative things to kind of blow up in the acapella community. Yeah. Um, cool. That's when I meet you in, in 2015. Um, I, you, you said you joined the group in 2012. I, I got 2011. There. Yeah. 2011. Um, I, I got there 2015. Um, and I'm, I'm doofy still am, um, doofier, I would say, um, squirrelier, I think a little bit squirrelier. Yeah. I've been described as squirrely before. didn't love that adjective when it was thrown my way, but I thought it was kind of accurate. Um, okay and and yeah i mean i know i know that stuff i mean i think i think um eight beat i feel like kind of changed throughout the years a little bit um you know we uh <clears throat> we kind of became like a like an r&b group um and i don't know um but it was cool i think i think it, some of my early days in the group were really nice because i remember like traveling i remember to traveling to different uh schools and i thought that was like the coolest that was my favorite memory of that entire thing you know like do you remember when we went to like pittsburgh and that sort of thing yes that was my favorite like that, that was, was your the best. favorite wow i know i know i mean you know we started we I stopped i don't even remember the pittsburgh trip like that well i remember going to pittsburgh and i we went I to pittsburgh we went to philadelphia i remember going to philly yeah i you think i said me, that one up you brought me to the like we went to this cheesecake place or cheese cheese steak do you remember the place we went to uh no i do not i don't remember which which place i took you to it was like i don't know i feel like it what maybe maybe it was just because i've grown up in the suburbs and i've literally never i had never left like the suburbs uh until that moment but i felt like we were, it was in this like real sketch part of town and like we're getting cheese it was a sketch part of town maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i, I might just be wrong and shut i think if it was if it was the philly trip we might have gone to the place by like saint joe's which is the place like i had never been to because they they had a cheesesteak spot like near campus i think that's where we went to and that that's a somewhat sketchy part of philadelphia i just remember being like okay great i've i wanted the cheesesteak so bad but i don't know at what cost guys like <laughs> <laughs> 
but like again, doofy idiot, eighteen-year-old uh, idiot kid. This episode of Life Story with Noah Chrysler is sponsored by Modern Estate Planning. Guys, here's a hard truth: every one of you will die someday. When that happens, sometimes people leave behind a ton of problems for their friends and family to solve. After funeral costs, some people die poorer than the day they were born. And worse yet, if you don't have a will or you have a bad will, your family members can end up battling in court over the things you leave behind. They'll have to pay a ton of lawyer fees, and usually when the process is all over, they all end up hating each other and never speaking to each other again. Why make your family members go through that when instead you could take steps right now to plan the legacy that you leave behind? If you're in the Atlanta area, the best option you have is modern estate planning. Modern estate planning offers professional modern estate plans for the modern family. We've helped hundreds of families in the Atlanta area protect their legacies and avoid court. If you live in the Atlanta area and you don't have an estate plan or you have estate planning questions, Give us a call at 404-620-3793. That's 404-620-3793. Or find us on social media at Modern Estate Planning. Guys, I actually work for Modern Estate Planning. I'm the marketing director for Modern Estate Planning. My boss is named Steven Scriver. He's our head attorney, and he is amazing. And if you live in Atlanta and you do not have an estate plan, um, you are putting a burden on your family and he can help you ease that burden for them and ease that transition. So please, if you live in Atlanta, you don't have a plan, you want to get a plan, you know you should have for years, talk to him, give him a call, 404-620-3793. Thank you so much for watching and uh, yeah, give Stephen a call. Um, cool. Okay, great. So you do all that, great. The first Reese's the first, when did the idea spark in your mind? Oh my God, hey, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, number one, make content about Reese's. And number two, not only just one solid piece of content about, hi, I'm Andrew Atheist and I really like Reese's, so I'm going to make this <coughs> video. But I'm going to make an entire quote unquote character around this idea of I am obsessed with Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. So that was after I graduated. Um, so in 2018, I was working in New York. And there was this contest about who's like the biggest Reese's fan. And there was a $10,000 contest. Like, I don't care how rich you are. Like if you could win $10,000 just from something you're obsessed about, you're going to do it. And so I was ready to do it. I was ready to make this really cool video, music video about it. But when you're ingrained in the Reese's community as I am, you find out that there's this girl who I don't even know where she lives, but her last name's Cup. Her parents, she's 10 years old. Her parents named her Reese after the candy and her middle name's Eleanor. So her name is Reese E. Cup. And like that's like, she's literally named after the candy in the middle of a contest for $10,000. Like you, I don't care what you do. You're not going to win the contest. Like, <laughs> like you could be related to the guy who invented Reese's himself and you probably wouldn't win the contest. Uh, so she won. Uh, she was like featured on USA Today. And like, I think if you Google like biggest Reese's fan, I'm pretty sure she's like one of the, first things that pops up on google oh no um, i'm trying to dethrone her uh, <laughs> you'll do it but, uh, yeah I, I think i actually talked to her mom once because her mom like follows me on instagram she was like oh my god we love your content sorry we stole ten thousand dollars from you uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh yeah so i lost that but then literally a week later like i i kid thee not like six or seven days later reese's partnered with wawa the greatest store of all time if anyone's watching this, you know that Wawa is the, the best thing to ever happen to you. 
it's one half convenience store, one half gas station, one half like hoagie shop, three halves make a whole. Um, and they had like, who's the biggest Reese's Wawa fan? And I was like, that's me. That's mine. Like no one else is allowed to have this contest. Like, I don't care if your name is Reese's Wawa, Wawa Reese. I don't care. This is mine. So I did what anyone else in my situation would do. And I called up Noah Chrysler and I was like, this man has done, you know, so many incredible videos as the RIT newsman. And he made a Pokemon theme song after <laughs> like, what, what, what was that? What, what did you spoof that off of? Yeah. You I did made like the, the Pokemon uh... song where they named all the Pokemon and did it for the RIT club. Yeah, I, I thought it would be like an, uh, this like funny idea that like, you know, it would be like a video that we could just make for in like a weekend and then like post, you know, as a joke. Um, it ended up taking like close to like almost 100 hours of like editing and, and, and post-production work. But um, yeah, we made a poke rap about every club at RIT, at the RIT club fair. And we had a video clip of me. Um, so we're like, we wrote a song and you sang, you sang on, yeah, this, like, I, on the I, track. I, I was featured in a good portion of your your Mr. RIT guy videos. Yeah, yeah the RIT newsman. You were yeah. you were in. I remember the hockey video. You uh, you definitely had a prompt. Norwich, remember that? Remember Norwich, that bit? Norwich. Who scored the goal? Norwich. <laughs> that was a solid bit. I love that bit still. Uh, yeah. And, and um, yeah, and and you helped out with that song. You did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. So called you up because like you're you're the only guy I knew at the time who could like help me take my crazy ideas and put them to screen. Uh, so you came down from Syracuse or Rochester? Where'd you drive down from? Um, from Rochester, I think. Yeah. So you drove all the way down to Rochester. I think it's because I said I'd, I'd pay for like half your camera. Uh, that was like the incentive to get you to come down to New York. So like that was like. I, that that was huge for me because like do you remember that so like so like let me tell you that experience from my end like i thought that was the coolest fucking shit ever right <laughs> because i got to be like hey guys like i can't hang out this weekend i gotta i gotta drive to new york city to go shoot oh, no video <laughs> and i got to i got to frame it up as like oh i got it i gotta do it you know and like, it's like taxes. Like you, you just got to do April 1st. It's already the day before April 1st and I need to find the paperwork. But it was like, it was super cool. Cause, and then, and then it was like, yeah, like I'm getting paid, but like, Oh, the drive, you know, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> the things you do for your dreams. Exactly. So it was like, uh, Oh my God, it was the best though. And then, and then you were so fucking awesome. Nice. Cause you were like, I was basically like, you know, we could do this, but like, I don't have the right equipment for this, you know, and I would need, I, I think Oscar was in, he was doing something else. And so I, I didn't have his camera or anything. And I couldn't ask him to borrow it. Um, and so it was, it was like, we don't have the right equipment. Um, and then you were like, and then I was like, oh, I could get this camera though. This is like, here, this camera costs this much. Like, would you pay for half of it? And you were like, yeah, sure. And that blew my mind. I was like, I was like, fucking what? Like Andrew's going to pay and it wasn't cheap. Like, and it's, it's a nice camera. I don't remember how much it cost. It didn't matter. I was like, if this is literally the only thing stopping Noah from helping me make this video, like, like imagine, imagine if I said, Ooh, let's not do it. Cause like, I can't help you pay for that, that camera. Right. Then I would not be the Reese's guy that I am right now. Yeah. No. And, 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 you know, it's like, that's why I love, I love that so much. Like, I love that so much because I mean, for me, it's like, you know, I, I don't know, that was like one of the first like legit things, you know, I think, I think when somebody writes you a check for like, Hey, you know, like 
people people will stroke your ego all the time and be like, yeah. oh, like, hey, you know, great job on that thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then when you ask for money and you're like, oh, cool, hey, can you pay me? Like, you want me to do this for you? Can you pay me? Uh, then they shut up really quick, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was one of, that was my first independent thing that I did on my own, you know, without Oscar, who kind of had more of like a uh, technical background than me. Um, the video is okay. I mean, parts of it are fun. Listen, it's the most viewed video of all of my Reese's videos. Really? Where are we yeah. sitting at? Uh, I think we're sitting, I don't know. I, we're definitely past like a thousand views. I can tell you that right now. A thousand. Oh boy. Okay. No, but like, like even like, even on like Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and all the things I've shared it on, it's definitely about a hundred thousand views. Oh, a hundred thousand. That's like combined. That's, that's like, pretty I sick. Will, I will literally give you that number right now. Reese's guy rap. That's pretty sick. But um, yeah, so, so we, we basically, we wrote a rap to, uh, to Eminem's, um, what is that song? I don't know. Now this seems like a job for me. So everybody just follow me. So we took that and I, honestly, and people ask me this all the time. They're like, how long did it take you to make that? Like we did that in what, a weekend? Yeah. yeah. Like, like literally like three days, two days. Like you came like that Thursday or Friday. We No, it was Friday. It was Friday yeah. and then Saturday. And you know, I mean, that's why, that's what I think is beautiful too. It's like, when when you have a necessity right like that that's like that's it right it's like the, the contest i think was like you had to submit by like the end of that a week certain, or a certain day or something like that yeah and, I, think, uh, I think we were like a week we got it done by like a week week and a half early and i had never recorded a song i mean other than other than the pokemon rap that we did which again was out of necessity right that, yeah. those are literally the two songs i've ever recorded in my life and like <laughs> This is not how you record a song. I'm actually, no. the guy I'm moving in with is going to, is, is like a professional music production person and I'm really excited to like- Oh, so your, your, drop, your mixtape will be dropping soon. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's, God, never. Jesus, I, I wish I was a musician. I'm not. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, okay, cool. So, so, so we make that video. You drop that we video. We made it in my bathroom too. Like, like we, we literally set up, like I was living in a pretty nice apartment in the upper <laughs> west side of New York. Like it was like still not gentrified, but like it was spacious. We like put towels in my bathroom <laughs> under a tent, like your MacBook or my MacBook is like hooked up to a microphone that I stole from my roommate. <laughs> like we're like recording this, like the most unprofessional way possible. <laughs> and and uh, I just remember, I will never forget. I mean, a co- oh, there's two shots. There's, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of shots, uh, but the bathtub, the bathtub where, there's you've bought like close to a hundred dollars of Reese's cups. Oh yeah, we definitely went in the negative. Like, <laughs> like how much I won from this contest from how much I spent to make the video. You like, spent like your camera and like we went to the Reese's store across the street from my work or the Hershey store <laughs> across the street from my work and that I think we spent close to four hundred, five hundred dollars worth of Reese's. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay, that's I, not you got I, the big ones. I think it was like a hundred bucks or maybe a hundred and fifty at most. Cause I didn't no, cause I, I also bought Reese's before you got there. Oh my God. Like I had, like, I was ready to go to like Armageddon with Reese's <laughs> as like a weapon. Um, but yeah, we had, we had a lot of Reese's. And then I will never forget you out on the fire escape. And I'm like, I'm like, Andrew, just hop out on the fire escape and just start dancing. Yeah, hop out, hop out of your window onto the fire escape you've never been on. <laughs> and, and you're like, I'm, I'm like- going to go across the street and just, <laughs> You just start dancing and I'm going to record in front of all these, you know, angry New Yorkers. And 
in my opinion, that's the best part of the video. It's yeah. just you busting a move out on this fire escape. And like, like everyone I want, everyone I, uh, I show that to, or everyone I did show that to, they're like, is he on the fire escape? <laughs> like, it's good. It's great. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so cool. So we make that video. We, you, we released that video. We didn't uh, release it. We spammed it everywhere. Like we, <laughs> we shared it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the official Reese's page. I think like we put it in like every comment. Someone <laughs> said something about the contest. I think we replied with the video. And it got to the point, I don't think I ever told you this. It got to the point where uh, someone from the Reese's social media team slid into my DMs and they were like, listen, we've seen the video. Like, <laughs> you, can, you can stop posting it everywhere. Uh, un unless someone else makes a crazy music video, you've won. Like we're not allowed to legally tell you you won, but like I, we think please, you're, you're. Please stop. You're okay. You can calm down. Go to uh, sleep. But oh, yeah, so they funny. so they 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 definitely they 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 knew. Um, but that's so. But that's the crazy thing, right? So we spanned it everywhere. We won, right? We won. Not I won. We won. Um, I, mean, I don't think I, I don't think I gave you anything from I don't like need anything. that I won. No, yeah, like I still have my I still, camera. You gave yeah, my. I still have stuff that I won from that. Like I, I also won. I got a parking ticket and you paid for that too. And I was like, I was like, you did I? Yeah, you did. And it was oh. awesome. It was like sixty bucks, and you're like, I don't know. That, I think everyone that's ever visited me in New York has gotten a parking ticket just because I didn't know how to like. <laughs> do New York city parking. I told him, I was like, listen, if you get a parking ticket, I'm paying for it. Cause I don't, I, I'm using it as my guinea pig to learn when people can and cannot park. Um, it's a very oh expensive lesson, but you know, that's <laughs> what I do for people. I was like, listen, if you're going to do all this for me, I'm going to make sure it's easy for you. Yeah. But, but yeah, so we won that and that was what July, June, July, something like that. Right. That was supposed to be the end of it. Like, like I won the contest. That was supposed to be it. Um, I think like two months later, I wrote like this Python script where like it would search the first 100 pages of Google for like anyone who worked at Hershey with, and it would like, I, I did it. So that way it would search for like at Hershey's.com for like an email address. And then like it would pull that list for like anyone it found. And then I used oh, that's that. That's awesome. Yeah. Can so, you still do that? Cause like, I'm going to, I literally, it was, I literally Googled like how to, how to compile an email list. Yeah, it was Python. It was like a five line piece of code. And it got me this list. And the first thing I saw was Reese at Hershey's.com. And I was like, oh, there's, there's literally a Reese at Hershey's.com. Like someone at Hershey is literally named Reese. It wasn't spelled right. Um, this guy named Ryan Reese, he's like the head of like the production team at, at Hershey. I sent him an email saying, hey, uh, it's your friendly neighborhood Reese's guy. I wish I had the email still uh, printed out. Oh my God. I was like, I was like, Hey, I uh, won your little contest. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, but just letting you know, if you have any other like future social media ideas or like if I can like talk to you about some future videos that I want to do, cause like this was really fun. I would love to do another one. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't asking for money. Like I wasn't asking for like, and I was like, listen, if you just want to help me like plan this out, like I'll figure out how to like make the video on my own. And he came back with someone else's email, uh, Anna Lingeris, who's like my, one of my favorite people that I've ever met, like in my life, um, in the corporate world. Um, she came back and she's like one of the, like, she's, she's like 
the voice of Hershey. Like anytime someone needs to like speak on behalf of Hershey, like publicly or like be in front of the camera, I think she's like the she's the Andrew Atheist of Hershey. <laughs> like what Andrew Atheist was to eight beat, she is that for Hershey. Um, and she came back and she was like, "Yeah, we need to talk." And I was like, "Oh no, I'm in trouble." Because whenever whenever someone that important says we need to talk, it's usually followed with like a cease and desist letter. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that, I think it was Halloween, uh, Reese's was doing this pop-up thing in like Washington Square Park where they made a vending machine where if you put in candy you didn't want, uh, it would spit out a Reese's. And I left work early Halloween and was wearing my Reese's shirt because it was the only thing I could wear in corporate America on a, on a Halloween day at an investment bank. And I went to this and people thought like I worked for it Reese's because like I had the shirt on I was like is no one else just gonna like wear their favorite candy on Halloween I thought that was just like a thing and you're just um, you're just you're gonna go with it probably yeah. You're not gonna, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah no I was like oh yeah yeah it's just this is how it works this is what you do with it and blah 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 and I made a video of me <laughs> using it and it, it actually went better on Instagram than like Reese's own video that they made for it yes so, like it got more impressions than you know I think Reese's own like video for it hell yeah so like I did that and then I made another video of me putting a Reese's into it because my engineering brain started tinkering. And I was like, well, what happens if like I put a Reese's in it? And I actually asked the guy who worked the machine and he, he was like, oh, he was like, oh no, a Reese's just comes back out. I was like, are you sure? And he was like, yeah. So I put a Reese's in and like 30 Reese's come out. And he was like, oh, the machine's broken. I think that's, that's, that's not what's supposed to happen. And I was like, mm, I think I just discovered something. And then I did it again just to prove it like in his face and like another 15 came out. It was really? like, okay, you need to stop because I think you're breaking the machine. And later, later I found out um, that it wasn't a machine. There was, there was like a there's guy. A dude there. Yeah, there's a dude in there giving out Reese's. Oh, that's funny so, as shit. Like the coolest thing ever that I've seen like a company do for like a pop-up thing for Halloween. But I was like, this guy yeah. clearly had no idea what this thing was doing. Yeah. Um, but again, so Anna, Anna sends me an email after like, I even do that. She's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, ready so, to so now, now you've done, you've done the music video that we created and you've yep. done this event where you created an Instagram post that got more impressions than their own Instagram post yeah. about the machine. Okay. Yeah. And, and she sent me an, uh, an email saying we need to talk. And I'm, I, I think I replied back with something like, Hey, just letting you know, like, if you need me to stop doing this, like, I, I can totally stop doing this. She's like, she's like, oh no, like, we love everything that you're doing. I'm like, oh, thank God. So, <laughs> so she meets me, she, like, she came to New York to specifically, I, I don't know if she came to specifically to see me, but like, whatever she was coming to New York for, she made it a point to like, see me before she left. And uh, we talked at this cafe by work. And she was like doing this, you know, trying to figure out like who the heck I was. Why am I all of a sudden popping up on their radar? Where have I been their whole life? You know, we, we've needed you for other things. Like, where have you been? And she found out just how passionate I am about races and just who I am as a person. And then they were like, all right, so what's this other idea you have that you've been, you've been telling us about? And I was like, all right, hear me out. Uh, all I want for Christmas is the most popular song all of December and half of January. What if we did all I went for Christmas is Reese's? And she was like, done. What do you need? And I was like, oh, that was, that was easy. Uh, <laughs> I was expecting this to, to kind of go a little further. And I was like, I need a lot of white chocolate Reese's cups. One, because they're my favorite. And two, because I want to make it snowing Reese's. And 
I didn't know how to like do that digitally. So I was like, we're just going to make it with actual Reese's that are white chocolate. And she was like, how many, she was like, how many do you need? And I was like, 10,000. How, how many can you give me? She was like, what do you need? I was like, how many can you give me? Like, it's almost like asking like a budget. It's like, well, how much yeah. you want to get paid for this? I was like, uh, how much can you afford? What's your budget? Yeah. I don't know how many Reese's you make in a year. I'm assuming it's more than 10,000. So she, I, and to this day, I still have no idea how much she sent me, but it was an entire like U-Haul truck Wow. Filled with boxes of boxes of boxes, back to front, bottom to top of Reese's. At the time, I lived in an apartment. I moved to a new apartment that had like six roommates. And they were more excited about the fact that we had pretty much enough Reese's to survive like the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> and and That's I'm using cool. it to record a music video. So again, I I don't think I I think I tried to get you, but I think you were like not available. Yeah, what was I doing? I was in um I was doing something. No, we, we, we did a, we did a Skype call about, um, writing it. Um, mm -hmm. or no, that was no. Yeah. I helped you write that one a little I bit. Think, I think you helped me. I think you helped me finish the lyrics. Cause I was yeah. like, there was like a line or two I couldn't come up with words for. And you were just like, again, I was like, what would someone else do in this situation? Oh, call Noah Chrysler. Uh, and I, and I love those because it's like, it's a, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just like a rhyming thing, but it's like, you know, the story, right? And there's also, yeah. you know, I think the best ones of those spoof songs have jokes in them, right? And so it's like, yeah. you know, organizing, doing the puzzle of like, okay, cool, here's the song that we're going to take. And then, you know, you got to put some punchlines in there. And then like, you got to like introduce ideas in a sequential order so that like, I, I don't know, I, I love doing those. That's yeah. Of and, and I love talking to you about it because you always give like some crazy on steroids line that like I really don't need. Like I think one time you were like, yeah, so like now you're in Dragon Ball Z and like you're fighting <laughs> off. Okay, I know. Pull it, pull it back a little bit. Hey, <laughs> like, I'm, hey. not, I'm trying to make a Mariah Carey spoof here. Not <laughs> at some point, at some point I will, when this video posts, I will post my suggestion because I wrote it out in the comments and it was, it, it would have been the coolest fucking video in the world. Okay. I, yes. <laughs> if I had the budget and, and the, the, the ability to do it, but it anyway. taken, you would have taken a fiver, you know, after effects artist to, to you know would have taken a good 30 bucks yeah but, uh, no i wasn't i wasn't trying to do that but it would have been cool though and i found out that you couldn't record it and i was like well crap now i gotta record it myself and i don't know how to do that so i actually found i did the second best thing and i was like well morgan stanley is a company uh let me talk to the social media team at my own company and be like hey uh i work here is there a way that someone who works here who does social media can help me with this project and actually this girl who used to work there, who no longer works there, um, was like, listen, I know a guy who is probably perfect for what you're trying to do, low budget, you know, but crazy like you. And now he's like, again, one of my closest friends, uh, his name's Gabe. Uh, he has his own like music video thing that he does. Hell yeah. I was like, cool, perfect. Um, so again, that's kind of like, like this whole recent stuff, like the, the stars have just been aligning every time. Like I needed something, like I was able to find the thing I needed. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty. I think that's the beauty. When I started making news videos, it was like, Oh, like that's, that is the, um, process that you go through of like, what do you need? You know, yep. because there's somebody out there who knows more, who knows everything about it. Right. Yep. And, it, and, it, and it, honestly, it's probably better if you don't learn everything about it yourself, because then it becomes another thing that you have to worry about. So instead, go find the person that knows everything, yep. ask them, you know, hey, how can I simplify this? You know, what should I buy? Who do I go talk to in order to get this to happen? 
Yeah. Uh, and yeah, having that, like having that will though, to like build this final product, um, you know, it, it gives you a reason to go and do those little connections, you know, Hey, I need this guy. Okay, cool. We'll go here. I think that's like, um, it's a really cool process. Cause at the end, when it, when it all comes together at the end, you feel like a fucking badass, right? Yeah. It's like I made this thing, and then when it flops, when you do that and it flops, is a worst. You don't care. You don't care. You're not supposed to care. Yeah, you don't flops, care at all. You're I, supposed I to care. God damn. Be like it flopped. What did we learn from it? And how do we not make learn it that flop? I can spend a lot of money and have it flop? Yes, but you always you always learn something from it. But anywho, we recorded the video. Uh, this guy Gabe, you know, he I I talked to him and he's like, yeah, man, this is crazy, but I'm for it. And we. Where it, this was like the, the middle of December, like Christmas is like two weeks away and we still don't have this video done. And we're like not giving it time to like, you know, heat up in the oven. And we're like trying to play the weather too. Cause like, this is like the part of global warming where it's just like, we're not going to snow. So I think it was like 80 degrees, like every day in December that year. And we had to like, again, try to invent snow. So we did, again, I was like, well, what are we going to do? So I was Let's Google uh, ski resorts yes. <laughs> in, oh, in yes. New Jersey. And because all, again, when you work for an investment banking, all you hear about is, oh, we went golfing here, we went skiing there. So I was like, all right, so let's, let's find ski resorts in New Jersey. I found this one place that was beautiful. It, it was, I Googled it and sent them an email and I did the whole, like, I don't know if you've ever seen like the music video for the little Dickie, Save That Money. Yeah. But like, essentially I like did that. I was like going yeah. to these places. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a rapper. I'm going to put this on YouTube. Like it's going to get a lot of views. Um, and by a lot of views, I mean like two. A lot of exposure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like if you can just let me film like an hour at this place, like I'll even put your name like in the video and just be like a small little thank you. And like, go like, I can give out discounts, like help you with marketing. Like, help me, help you, help me, help you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I called this one place to have like you know, it was like their grand opening weekend and they were like, yeah, man, we would love to help. But like, we don't think that's a good idea to have people skiing and you recording a music video. And I was like, you don't have like a small area where like you just dump like snow or like you just have like a side, like part of the place, like no one's allowed to go to that. Like I can just like sit there. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like I'm just like yeah. recording a video. And he's like, yeah, like we would love to, but like, this is our big weekend. And like, you're not officially from Reese's or Hershey's. So like, we're, we're just going to pass. I was like, fine, so whatever. Anyway. No. So I did, I did the second best thing. I was like, all right, we set our standards too high. I Googled one star review ski resorts, <laughs> <laughs> you know, places that like no one's going to and, you know, probably need some marketing help. Yeah. And I found this one place and I was like, Hey, uh, my name is Andrew. I'm trying to make this video for Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, is it possible I can use part of your ski resort to, uh, you know, film this video? And they're like, yes, please come. Like we need someone here. <laughs> I was like, cool. Buy something. We have, we have a concession stand. Go buy yeah. some nachos. It'll help. And, really. we and, have a light bill. <laughs> yeah. So we show up, it's in like Malta, New Jersey, a place I never heard of in my life. Uh, and we shoot, like we spent like maybe two hours just like throwing Reese's all over the place. Yeah. Um, like there's still probably Reese's there. We tried our best to clean everything up. Cause like we didn't want to be disrespectful, but like 
I think we like started shoving it into like mountains of snow and like I think it started melting and like carrying some of the Reese's with it. But yeah, I've seen the video. It's a it's a solid video. I like yeah. it a lot. I think that I think that we could have made something. I loved the concept so much, and I was like, oh my god, I had such a vision for it. Yeah, you know, like with you, I don't know, but but I think it came out great. But I I I, I wish I wish I could have been there for that one. Yeah, but that's the cool thing, right? So like. The, the, the thing I learned from the last video was, was like, oh, the audio shouldn't have been done in my bathroom. So I called someone from uh, the vocal company to record the audio. So that helped with that. So right. we got better audio. We got better production for that, right? And right. then, you know, just kind of like everything I learned from the previous video for the next video, I was like carrying that into it. And that's the cool thing about this. It's like every video you can see it's, it's better and better in terms of production wise. Yeah. Like my first video was like, oh, we did this with just two guys and we recorded in our bathroom, recorded all over Washington Heights. And then like the next video, you know, I had a professional music video photographer who also, I also had like a professional sound guy and, you know, we had a little more planned out, you know, storyline with this. And then, you know, even the, the videos I did after this, like they all kind of got better and better um, production wise. Um, but yeah, so that video went wild. I mean, not wild, like it, we, we posted it like three days before Christmas and then after Christmas, it was like irrelevant. Um, but after that, I think, what was that, December? Yeah, so, so um, Andrew, we're almost at 90 minutes here. Um, okay. oh, we've gotten a lot of comments. Um, we're not- it's, it's, most, it's mostly Padwano, Clinton, and- uh, <laughs> Get all up in that mic. Ooh, Zaddy, let's go, boys. Two more hours. Also, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if Kate Gunderson is here. I love her to death, but she said Gino's all the way. And of of all the cheesesteak places that you could go to, I think Gino's is my least favorite. And she's, <laughs> she's, she's probably like gonna hate me for the rest of my life now saying that. That's okay, um, Andrew. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got a piece so bad, but that's okay. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna use that to curtail the conversation into a nice. Uh, conclusion here. So, okay. so before we pee, um, yes. I need to know two things. I want to talk about um, opportunities that have come up after that video, because you've told yep. me that you've done some other freaking awesome shit that I want you to get into really quick. Um, and then I have a couple questions about the future. So, yeah. Okay. So uh, just kind of, so once, once I made that video, that, that kind of like showed the people at Reese's like, oh, this guy is going to kind of, you know, really be crazy about this. Um, so I think we're going into like January, February ish. And I had another idea that I wanted to do. Uh, it was, um, something like, I think it was the con Usher confessions one I wanted to do, but then I found out that Reese's was doing another pop-up shop, um, for like Valentine's day called Reese's lovers. So like promote their Reese's lovers cup, uh, which was like a cup with more peanut butter, or a cup with more chocolate and then like make people decide which one was better. Um, they didn't tell me they were doing this. Like I was almost a little offended that they like didn't give me the heads up that this happened. Like I found out like the day before on Twitter was like, Hey Andrew, do you know they're doing this in New York? I was like, no, I did not know they were doing this on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to go there and, you know, be a part of it. Um, and I'm glad I did because I went again, snuck out of work. I went on my lunch break. I told my boss, I, I told my boss, I was like, Hey man, uh, I might be gone for a little more than an hour. It's this Reese's thing. And once I said Reese's, he was like, I understand, go do whatever crazy thing you're about to do. And I was like, awesome. Um, I think it was a quiet day, but I went big Reese's lover shop where you could trade in something you love for the new Reese's cup for free. So like people were giving away like their keys, like people were giving away like crazy things. Like Amazing. I see, yeah, I stole <laughs> like Girl Scout cookies from the office and like traded that in. Um, but when I showed up there, uh, 
Anna, the, the lady I, I was talking to originally, she was already there. She was like, we had a feeling you were going to show up here. And actually, we were anticipating that you would. Um, That's cool and, as hell. And so, like, I kind of got to go in by myself. And, like, they recorded me doing the whole interaction. And they were like, you are hilarious. I got to have a, an exclusive box just, like, that no one else got to have. Cool. Like, they were, they were expecting me to show up without telling me to show up. Like, it was almost like fishing. And, like, they caught, the, you know, the fish that they were looking for. Um, that... <laughs> So with that, I also ended up in USA Today or NBC Today, the Today Show, whatever the, the Today Show is, like whatever that newspaper is. I ended oh, up in shit. that. Yeah, they, they, I posted on Instagram about it and they, they put an Instagram post in that. Um, so that was the first cool thing that I did. And then I made another music video, which was the Usher Confessions. And that was for National I Love Reese's Day, which is May 18th for everyone who's looking. Uh, that's a real date. That's a national holiday. Uh, it's my favorite day of the year. Uh, so that was a video where I took the song that I did best in college, which was Confessions uh, by Usher. And again, I asked a friend of mine from college, the same guy who did the videography for that, did that, did that for this. And then my friend Adele, uh, who used to be named as Caitlin, but her, now her name's Adele, uh, she was in New York and I was like, Hey, can you be my fake girlfriend for this music video? Yes, that I, I remember do? that one. Yeah. Uh, and she was like, Andrew, I would do anything you ask me for anything Reese's related. And I was like, <laughs> I love you. Um, but yeah. And actually at that time I was invited to fly out to Arizona for like an internal conference for her. It was like their internal sales meeting. Um, and it was so internal that like I had to sign a non-disclosure because like they were about to announce a lot of things and you know talk about a lot of things that like I wasn't really allowed to know even though like I was the Reese's guy like I wasn't officially like sponsored even though I still not um, but you know they were like hey you know you're gonna see and hear some things that like no one else is gonna know so like we need you to sign a non-disclosure and actually you're gonna help us with some of this stuff so I can't say what I was part of doing or saying but, you know, a lot of exciting things that yeah. I got to be a part of. And I was pretty much a celebrity for a week. So they, they, the cool thing is they, they paid for the flight out to Arizona for a week. They paid for the hotel and they paid me like two grand to, to kind of be their, their guest for the week. And what? Yeah, yeah. You got paid to go to that? I knew you yeah. went to that, but you yeah. got paid to go yeah, to that? They paid, me, they paid me two grand, paid for everything. Uh, and, and again, why would I say no to that? Um, but, and especially the, the, the cool yeah, thing so cool. that they, they were helping me to do that with. Um, but yeah, and I got to meet like all the people who worked for like the marketing team at Hershey. I even got to meet the person whose idea it was to make the contest a Reese's Wawa contest. Cause oh, they were yeah. originally, they were originally going to do it for sheets, which is the other Pennsylvania equivalent to Wawa. And then they were going to do it for like Kroger which is like out in the Midwest, but they were like, no, let's do we Wawa. We got Kroger down here. Yeah. They were like, let's, let's do Wawa. I think Wawa's a go. And again, if they had decided not to do Wawa, I would not be here. I would not be the guy. So I met the lady who decided that. Um, I wish I remember her name. I wish I remember, but I don't. Um, but yeah, so I did that project, released the video that went pretty well out. Uh, that was actually probably my favorite video. Yeah. The confession um, video is solid. Or wait, or wait, the, that was, that was the confessions video. Yeah. Yeah. I really and like then that. that was May. And then this is May 2019. And then in October, 
I did the uh, trick or treat on Old Town Road. Yeah, uh, music video, and that was what I tried the hardest to like get to blow up. Like I found like this other influencer. I was like, listen, man, if I give you like fifteen bucks, can you just like retweet this tweet yes. and just, like get it to go out? And I found this other influencer. I was like, yo, man, if I give you like fifteen twenty bucks, can you like share this? So it went out everywhere. Um, but then like I tried to get Little Nas X to see it because like Little Nas X was like the guy on Twitter tweeting and sharing everything and like he didn't see it at least I don't think he did um and at the same time that Halloween weekend I was invited to go to this really cool haunted house that Reese's was doing so Andrew you okay here's what we're gonna do you told me all about this before I mean as fast as possible tell the people about this cool haunted house you go pee I wouldn't do this unless my kidneys are gonna yeah go go pee I'll just I'll just talk emptily to the microphone I was, I was, I was, I was, after I explained, like you literally left, like I had like five seconds left of what I was going to say before you peed. So I started talking to myself and then uh, tried to see who is still on because there's like five people. Six. Um, That's okay. You know, that, that, you know, one thing I've learned from live streaming is, you know, you want to respond to the comments, but uh, I feel like you don't want to. It's hard. Um, it's hard to like look at the the comments and talk at the same time because like on Instagram Live, which you're not on, I don't know how you don't have Instagram. I know. I need to but get like, on there. When when you're on Instagram Live, like the comments are like right on the screen, you can see that. Like I only see the comments because like I have my phone set up on a tripod over here. Yeah. Um, Sean wants to know if you washed your hands. I did wash my hands. Yes, Sean. With, Thank you. With with soap. I use Dial and it is antibacterial. And um, I also have well, bar soap because I watched this Alton Brown video that where he says you know bar soap is more effective. So I have bar soap next to it. I didn't use that this time. I just used the antibacterial. Um, but Andrew, um, cool. Did you tell them all about the 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 cool person that you met? Did you can yeah, you disclose yeah. that? Yeah, it was Neil Patrick Harris. I didn't yeah. meet him. I I was just involved in the same. like i was literally like involved in the same space you 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 not able to like you told me that you saw him or something i don't know if you like shook his hand and was like hello neil my name is andrew on on the entire time i was like the only guy interacting enough on the comments where like he was interacting back with me like i was the main that's pretty fun guy he was like talking to that's cool i was just talking the entire the entire time and i think it started like having a lot of hiccups and like he needed some distraction so i was like trying to go in there and like save save the day i was like hey no neil like let's talk about this blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> cool um sweet any any future Reese stuff coming up that you are excited for slash can talk about or is covid every yes uh covid covid kind of ruined some things uh yeah. i really wanted to do like an easter video but i i don't think i'm gonna be able to do that yeah. um but I have this really cool idea that I'm going to try to make. Uh, I have this whiskey video I want to do. And a whiskey video? Whiskey yeah, Reese's? Like, no, like whiskey, uh, like the, the alcohol. Uh, so there's – actually, I can get it. Hold on. Uh, oh, boy. So there, there's this new, like, fad going around with like peanut butter flavored whiskey yeah okay i i saw some posts about this where did you post about that everywhere facebook twitter instagram the only things that you're on that you would have seen um but yeah so this is this is peanut butter whiskey i haven't opened it yet uh but i tried there's there's another thing called screwball whiskey that's the one i think most people probably know yeah um but i have this idea 
that uh, I was going to do, like, put the two head to head and be like, you know, which is the better peanut butter whiskey? Which one makes the better Reese's flavored drink? You know, which is going to be the better, you know, of the two? And I tweeted about it, Instagrammed about it. And the person who runs social media for PB&W Whiskey was like, hey, can we give you a free bottle for this video that you're trying to do? And I was Yo, like, oh, yeah, hell well, yeah. Why would I turn down free alcohol? Um, <laughs> but yeah. uh, so I, I tried to do the same thing for Screwball and they didn't send me anything. But uh, I think that's because of, you know, the whole COVID thing and they're not sending stuff. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's the, that's like the my favorite thing about this whole thing is like I'm starting to get to the point where like I'm getting free food, like not just from Reese's, but like Reese's collaboration. So like Sonic, uh, I've never been to the fast food place, but they sent me like a free gift card to go try their new milkshake, which was actually delicious. Yes. Um, they sent me dope. something. Uh, Chips Ahoy. I was supposed to work for them and run their social media for the agency that runs their stuff. But they sent me a message saying, hey, you know, we love the whole Reese's stuff. Can we send you something that we're, we're working on? And it's their new, like, cookie that has Reese's Pieces in it. Um, they said they sent it, but, like, I didn't get it. And I think it's probably because of the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they were going to send that. Uh, and then I had – there's, like, another whiskey company I'm talking to that wants to send me stuff. There's a watch band company like my android watch like I, I broke the the band and i was looking at like barton they're like a independent band company and i sent them a dm i was like hey like is there a place that i can buy this like in person because like i want to try it out yeah. and they were like no but uh we love the social media stuff you're doing can we just send you some on the house and i was nice like, yeah sure that's not what i was asking for but like yeah if yeah. you want to send me a couple orange bands like i'll i'll totally wear it um oh yeah but yeah, so like, I'm I'm starting to get to that point where like I'm starting like I'm not like purposely trying to get free stuff, but like I'm getting offered to have stuff sent to me, you know, in exchange for you know talking about it on my platform. Which you know, being a micro influencer, I only have like two thousand followers, but you know that the of those two thousand, like if they can get one or two people to they'll buy their product, you know, that's another sale that they're gonna make, right? So. So I, um, I have some thoughts about that. Right. So I think that, I think that, um, I think that, I think Dave, that Dave Magdy reported this cause we're promoting alcohol. I, know. <laughs> I think that, I think that I, I think I especially fell into this, but you know, even part of this, even doing this live stream right now. Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, what I have started to tell myself is that like, this is a game that lasts your entire life. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, you might be small right now, right? But you know, if you look at in, in the last project I did, basically analyzed careers of um, some of the top YouTubers on YouTube, right? And and really looking at the numbers, right? Looking at okay, what in their in their period of largest growth, what exact things were they doing uh, in order to go from you know, hey, five thousand to over a million, right? Because it normally happens within the period of six months or the period of two years, right? Um, and, and that's really like, you can, you can really take off and, you know, th that, that constant consistent growth is really important, right? Because you're, you're constantly testing things, but really a lot of these people, since this is kind of a new, uh, industry that's coming up, you know, you, a lot of these people just get lucky because they've made stuff for like eight years and yeah. like it gets discovered eventually and yeah which is terrible you know but at the same time as long as you're enjoying what you're doing right it's an investment like like who knew 
uh, when you invested in Apple in the 80s that they'd be, you know, a trillion dollar company back then, right? You thought they were just going to be a, a good tech company, right? Right. Yeah, same thing with like Amazon. Like you didn't predict that Amazon was going to, you know, be rich enough to buy all of planet Earth and not care about the people that live on it, right? But it's, more than more than an investment, right? If I if I go into Robinhood, which I have recently, and it's I don't like to look at Robinhood, especially because the COVID nineteen stuff's going on. Oh, I out. love looking at Robinhood, but yeah, go ahead. Um, if I go into Robinhood and I give you know Boeing a couple hundred bucks, right? I never see that money again, right? So I mean, that's an investment, you know, and then it could blow up someday. But like, I think social media is an investment where, or you know, having a social media career, right? Um, it's an investment where you control exactly what you do yep. and, um, you know, you have, you have so much control. It's, it's literally, I mean, it's literally like, Hey, what can you, what can you bring to this? You know, like what yeah. can you provide, um, to these people? And, um, I think, uh, I think that it's just, I don't know what I'm saying. I think, um, it, 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 it provides value in the short term too, right? These yeah. videos that you do, they're fun, right? You know? Yeah it's a fun thing that you enjoy. Um, making yeah. the, your content is a fun thing that you enjoy. And yeah. I think it has to be that because it takes, takes a long time. If you want to really get to those massive numbers, which I think we all, you know, are desensitized to, right? Yeah. I think people see people with a million followers and 200,000 followers and think like, that's kind of like the norm. And it's like, that's not true. No. You know, like that's like winning the lottery. Right. Yes. So, so, the real game is how can I make stuff that I like so much that I can post and, and it's okay if it gets 10 likes for, for like eight to 10 years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's what I love about your stuff is that, you know, you, you have fun with it. Um, and, uh, I don't know, every, everything that you post is always like filled with fun. And some of the stuff that I post is like <laughs> educational and it's like, Oh, that's not fun. And it makes me want to kill themselves. I mean, so. <laughs> again, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like what I said earlier. Like, I think everyone has something that they're passionate about. I think everyone has something, you know, they, they think that they're the only person that, that likes it as much as they do. Right. And you know, if you just take the time to like talk about it, even if you're only talking to yourself, um, or if you're just making videos and you're the only one and your family and friends are the only ones watching it, right? After a while, if you keep posting it, it's going to find the people that, you know, your, your target audience is going to look for, right? right? And that's the beauty of social media is that, you know, you are not the only one who likes the thing that you like. You think you are, you think you're, you're unique in that sense, but you're not. Um, there, there are other people that love what you also love. You just got to find them and that's the game. But I think, I think what I've come to realize now is that it doesn't, you know, even if you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter if a thousand people watch it. It doesn't matter if a million people watch it. No. You know, did you have fun making the fucking thing? Like if yeah. you did, this, this was great. This was fun. I never knew that you were shy in middle school and uh, you know, like this was awesome. Um, so yeah. It's more about, for me right now, it's more about, you know, could I do this for the next 10 years? This, I, I love this. This is so fun for me. I could do this. You know, maybe it's a little dry, but <laughs> um, anyway, um, cool. Andrew, that brings me to my last point. Uh, multiple times throughout this year, I have called you, um, bugged you uh, as you've been kind of searching for, you know, the right gig for you. Yeah. Um, I've, I've tried to convince you multiple times to, uh, move down to Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Um, to move to Atlanta, Georgia. And, um, my end goal in this whole thing is, you know, build a company that, um, where I get to go into work. I get to basically do what we were describing, right? Like create content, have fun. Um, and, and then 
have that go out to hopefully an audience that can help support and pay the lights and then pay our bills, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be the coolest shit. Not just the audience, but you know, brands that want to um, work with us and that sort of thing. Um, so in what world does, does what, what things have to come to pass in order for Andrew Atheist? I, here's, here's, here is to, to join team Noah. Yeah. To, yeah. Team 10. Uh, yeah. I, I want to build it in Atlanta. Um, I think Atlanta is going to become the new, you know, people say it's the new Hollywood, but like, I think that like the amount of like film and production stuff going on around here is insane. Um, there's like a ton of, um, I don't know. There's a million reasons I could go on and on. What yeah. would have to happen? Meteor fall from the sky filled with money and I find it in a field and it has yeah. Andrew's face written on it. Jesus Christ himself if, has drawn if, Andrew's. If you find money with my face on it and it's being drawn by Jesus Christ himself, uh, I think that's not just a sign that I should come down and work with you. I think that's a sign that it is the end of the world. You <laughs> should not pursue any dreams you want because the, the earth is about to explode. No, I mean, you know, I... I, I have this new job that I really love. I've only been there for like a week. Yeah. Um, no, hey, this is, no, no, this I, is I, far I, out. No, no, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, and you know, we're like, I've only been there for a week and he's already talking about, you know, our two-year plan, our five-year plan, you know, me kind of being the manager of the company, right? And, you know, that's, that's big for me, you know, to have someone have that much confidence in me that, you know, I've only been here for a week and he's already like, yeah, man, you're the guy that we need. Yeah, that's um, huge. But so this I, is... I, I definitely want to also kind of do that like you know the thing that you're saying where like we can make content and just you know dominate the internet to the point where you know people know noah and andrew are you know doing crazy shenanigans right oh not just andrew and noah but like but like and make a whole, team whole, yeah make, make a, a team of people that like we think are strategically uh you know like capable of making stuff that is impactful and like fun um you know, I, I think the, the one reason why I bug you about it is because I think we, we approach this differently, right? Yes. Like I think, um, I think you, again, you have that muscle that's like, this is fun uh, and it's short and I'm just, it's about like posting it, right? And yep. then um, I get in my head and I, and I try to go for like more long form stuff that's not always super fun. Um, that's why I think we could do well together. But okay, this is, okay, cool. So, I mean, to really bring it to a practical realm, is it, is it half a million dollars in funding of Andrew? Hey, I got a, I got an angel investor who's given me a half a million dollars to start this company. We have a runway of two years. What does that look like? If, if you can get that set up, like I'm, I'm all game. And the beautiful thing about that is like, I don't even have to go to Atlanta. Like, like I, like I, like, for like, half a million dollars, you got to for half a for half a million dollars. I probably come to Atlanta. But like, <laughs> you know, the the cool thing about like you know the world, and I've been meeting some like people who run social media and like have their who kind of have kind of what you want, right? Like they they're not in one location, right? Like sure they start it somewhere, but they're they're going all over the place, and they do a lot of stuff, you know, through video conferences, and you know they're they're really connecting with a lot of people all over the country. So, you know, I think we're in that generation, especially after this COVID-19 thing is over, I think a lot more people are going to start to work remote and they do things remotely. And that's going to open up a lot of doors for a lot of, you know, cause like, remember when 2008 happened and the whole financial crisis happened, right. That opened the door for Robin hood. Yeah. Right. And that opened the door for, you know, a lot of things that changed for like the banking industry and a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. I think this whole COVID-19 thing is going to start opening doors for remote only companies where, you know, you're going to start seeing, you know, companies that are big and it's a bunch of people that work in their room 
and it, that's going to be like the new norm. Yeah. And I think we could probably be one of those companies where like I come to Atlanta, but like, we're not going to be in one spot and doing this. We're going to be. I'm saying, I'm saying, Andrew, here's a salary. We're going to do this. You know, we, here's, we can pay our bills. It's all right. It's all right. You're not there everyone, yet. Everyone, I get that. It's fine. It's like if he, Andrew's going to get held hostage and like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, no I just, no one's going to kidnap Andrew and just like handcuff him to like a, a like a little ball and chain. He's going to be like, make content. <laughs> no, make look, I mean, I mean, I know, I know it's like, I know it's such a weird thing to ask and an awkward position to put you in because, you know, we are recording this, but it's like, you know, I, I think that what I've come to realize is, you know, you can only do so much by yourself. And yep. when you're going to build something that lasts and, and that is like, that is good to its core, uh, you, everyone involved with the project needs to be uh, uniquely positioned to make it better right and and sure. and they need different skills um and, and so that's the only reason i ask is because i think that of, of all the people i know i think you're one of the most uh uniquely positioned to do that so but hey you know that's okay we can't come to a f- exact figure we'll, we'll get there at some point i'm gonna, co- I'm gonna keep bugging I, you I, Andrew. I, I, know, <laughs> I know you will um, and I, I i do see this like being a thing that happens like you know I, I like i said i love this job i plan on being here for a very long time but and i hey, also plan on i love here. i love my current job too i yeah. am not saying that i don't I, it's it's literally it's oh, it's my favorite thing. I could go on and on, but yeah, okay. Yeah, are, you, are you gonna become the Reese's guy for this company? Is you're gonna be the 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 lawyer social media guy? Honestly, I love it so much. Like I love it so much. It's you you get to talk with real people. It it's basically that's the like, crazy thing, right? Talking to real people like that's like you you have no idea how how much fun that is for like people like us who like. I don't know if you're joking or not because no, you could I'm be like serious. yeah I'm no yeah serious. like. I don't know. There's, there's this thing called referral marketing, which I didn't know was a thing, which, you know, I mean, obviously it is what it sounds like. Um, but basically it's like, Hey, go to a networking event and then just go around and just like, here's some wine. And then you can just go talk to every single person here. And, and as you're long, literally the person to go talk to every single person. It's my favorite thing. And then it's like, cool. And then like, if the, if like, if they like you and like, you think you could help them, then like, if you just send them some business, then they'll send you business. And then like, you can, it's my, it's my favorite thing. It's just go be friends with everybody and make stuff that they find interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's the coolest thing. So, you know, right now I'm great, but eventually, eventually I'm making a, I'm making a goddamn power ranger team and we're going to take over the goddamn world and we're going to make a company. It's going to be sick. And you're going to be the blue ranger. Not the black ranger. No, that yikes, Andrew. <laughs> All right, Why buddy. That yikes. That's exactly how it works. I'd be the black ranger. You'd be the, the blue. Like I look like, the black. you look like the blue ranger. Like I want to be the red ranger. Okay. You want to be the leader. Okay. You can go ahead. And yeah. Be- and I'll be I'll be the black guy that's like dancing and fighting at the same time. Like that's literally who he was. That's literally what I would do. I would be dancing and building this company with you the entire time. I love it. Um, Andrew, we're gonna close this out. Sound good to you? Yeah, sounds good to me. Congrats to like the four people that probably watched all two hours of this. Hey, you know, that's the beauty of this, is like you can you can go in and out. Watch the show, Andrew. I don't know what the show is. What who said that? That's what Maggie said. Oh, I don't, I don't, I never know what Maggie said. I've never 
anything Magni has ever told me in life, I've never knew what the heck he was talking about. That makes sense. Magni's drunk. No. <laughs> Magni is definitely drunk. It's also only like nine o'clock where he is. So Really? Oh, yeah, he's out, he's out in wow, it's almost midnight guys thanks so much for watching if you enjoyed this make sure you let me know post a comment um because you know this is definitely very different than anything else i've ever done i don't think i've, I've ever posted a two hour long conversation on anywhere um so yeah let me know what your thoughts are um andrew do your plugs man where can people find you you can find me on uh in cherry hill new jersey at the moment for uh covet 19 what's your address um, <laughs> uh it is one kidding don't don't okay <laughs> uh, no, you can, you can find me on just everything. If you just Google Andrew Rathius, you'll find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, literally the four people that are watching this right now already know who I am. Uh, but on TikTok, people watch this after people could watch this afterwards. People could watch this afterwards. Video. Uh, but if people are on TikTok now, which I think everyone probably is, I'm not Andrew Rathius on TikTok. I am the underscore Reese's underscore guy. And for those smart Alex, it's not literally the spelling out underscore Reese's spelling out underscore guy. It's it's the underscore Reese's underscore the guy. So, or gotcha. just like search for Reese's stuff. I'm probably going to have like 80 or 100,000 followers by now and you'll probably be following me anyway. So. <laughs> I love it. Um, good stuff, guys. Thanks so much for watching. I'm going to go ahead and uh, close out the stream. But seriously, if you, if you stuck around, if you, thanks, thank you. Seriously, guys, have a good one. Goodbye.